Welcome back to the Flow Performance Podcast. My name is Ricky Dan, founder of Flow Nutrition. On today's episode, we chat with the one and only Clayton Ninabar. Clayton is the founder, head coach, and owner of Ombi Surf. He has coached thousands of surfers from complete beginners right through to elite surfers, including athletes like Geordie Smith. Clay is also a well-respected board shaper here on the Gold Coast. It's clear as soon as you meet Clay that he is incredibly passionate about helping surfers progress and experience more flow state in the ocean. I've had the pleasure of working with Clay over the last couple of years with data collection for my PhD. He has been leading the surf skate component of my research and has proved to be an amazing coach for all of my participants. In this episode, we discuss the OMBI method and how you can implement this method to not only improve your surfing, but any skill in life. If you find it valuable, don't hesitate to share it with a mate or post it up on your Instagram story and tag Flow Performance Podcast. So let's get stuck into it. Enjoy the chat with the founder of OMBI, Clayton Ninabar. Welcome back to the Flow Performance Podcast. Uh, my name is Ricky Dan, founder of Flow Nutrition, and today we have another episode of What's the Go? I am out here at the Ombi headquarters with the founder and head coach of Ombi, uh, Clayton Ninabar. Clay, thanks for joining, mate. Sweet. Thanks. Nice to be here. And um, yeah, stoked to chat. Stoked to chat. Love it. Um, so we're going to dive straight into today's training-related question which is what's the go with the OMBI method? Now, this is something that I've um, seen you implement over the last couple of years. We've spent a bit of time together um, and I see quite a lot of value in it. So for the listeners who don't know what the OMBI method is, uh, maybe let's just start with what it stands for and, and what it is. So OMBI stands for Ocean Mind Body and Equipment. And it's come about through years of me making mistakes. So if you had a first met me about 20 years ago, you I was a nasty coach. I was, I was kind of a, a shit person. The reason being I was a surfboard shaper and when I went to coach, I just told people what they needed to do. So if you get your body to do this, your board will do X, Y, and Z. And um, I thought that by just getting people to make their bodies respond, they would surf better. And I, I would get so frustrated when you'd say to someone, just pick your arm up and do this, and they couldn't do it. And I didn't realize how much of the mental aspect came into it. Um, and I, I kind of didn't want to go down that route. Then um, at the same time, I was shaping surfboards, and I'd get irritated when people didn't surf the boards right. Because like you're making it to surf on rail, and like, there's all these... Um, it's like, imagine giving someone a car and they're driving in first gear everywhere. You're like, what the, f why are you doing that? It's a waste of time. Use your gear ratio, listen to the engine, like drive it how it should be driven. But, um, so here we got people not using their bodies properly. We've got people not using their, um, the equipment properly. And then you got people surfing on the shoulder and in the flats. And I'm just like, oh. guilty of that. Yeah. I'm so frustrated. <laughs> Yeah. The people not using the wave properly or their boards or their bodies. And like, okay, what's the one underlying thing that's causing all of these issues? And it wasn't until I started just a few years ago listening to a lot of Andrew Huberman's podcasts 
and starting to understand freeze, flight, and fight. Listening to um, through some of Noam Baldwin's podcasts and listening to like the amygdala, I didn't even know about that part of the brain at the time. <laughs> and it's like the animal brain. And then suddenly like things started making sense. Then it occurred to me, well, if someone's in a frozen state of mind, they're not they're not going to be able to accept information because it's like it's frozen. It's kind of like your phone's just spinning around. Like the things just don't work. So for me to get them to throw hand angles and to focus on the wave and to surf on rail, like it's not even applicable. So how do I get them out of freeze? And then the next would be flight where they're almost surfing too fast onto the shoulder. And then, okay, how do I stop that and relax and kind of go into fight? And fight would be where they're almost surfing in the wrong part of the wave and forcing stuff where it doesn't fit. It's kind of like trying to put a, um, a square into a circle. And then like, all right, step back, relax, look at it, and try to do the right thing at the right time at the right place. So in saying that, my learning process has gone through a, a whole evolution um, where by now, when I try to impart information to someone, I have to look at the variable that changes the most. So that's the wave. So the most important thing is the O for the ombi. Then when someone's on that wave, okay, what frame of mind are they on? Are they in freeze, flight, or fight? So then we get the M for the mind aspect. Only once I've sorted that out can I then get people to start moving their bodies, all right? because then they get control back. And only when they start moving their bodies will they be able to start putting their board on rail. So the sequence of OMBE took me 25 years to figure out and develop. Now that I know that, coaching people becomes so much easier. Absolutely. It's very interesting though, as you just mentioned, you're, you've got a background in board shaping and equipment is last in OMBI. And even naturally as you know, as a... Uh, recreational surfer and who has a lot of other mates who are recreational surfers I feel like the one thing that we go to when our surfing feels shit is we go oh must be the equipment let's get a new board Um, so yeah what are your thoughts on the as you said the sequence of on me is very deliberate and why is that equipment the last thing that you should sort of focus on all right let's flip us on its head Um, so pick a sport tennis Rugby, football. Tennis. I like tennis. Yeah. Okay. How much coaching is there in tennis? Skills coaching? Yeah. The majority of the sport, I would say. Okay. But right in the beginning, you also get told the rules and then there's tons of coaching. How much emphasis is is placed on the actual racket itself? (laughs) Very little. Okay. Now, let's flip that and compare it to surfing. So the guys that surf well are normally the four or five guys in a session getting all the waves, and the other 40 guys are kind of watching those four or five guys. So those four to five guys know information that the other guys don't, and they've got a set of skills that the other guys don't have. So they don't want the, the other 40 surfers to know that information in the skill sets, otherwise they won't catch as many waves. Okay, so that information's then held back. So all that, that, that so-called coaching isn't passed on, okay? Yeah. But then marketing and advertising says, 
if you ride John John's board, you're going to get deeper barrels and you're going to surf faster. And if you do ride Toledo's boards, you're going to bust huge airs. Okay, so suddenly the marketing thing says that you need this to achieve that. But it's kind of like, um, right, you do a lot of marathon running. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've never run a marathon. I have no intention to run a marathon. If I do more than an 800-meter run, I, I, I get angry. I'd rather drive or cycle or do something. Yeah. I'd rather swim it probably. <laughs> but if I buy a new pair of shoes, would I be able to break down all those mental barriers that you have to overcome inside of running? No. No. Okay, so it might give me a little bit of motivation initially, but it doesn't give you that intrinsic um, willpower to continue. Yeah, it's more of like a little Band-Aid fix too. They're all, that's maybe a very short-term way to think, whereas, um, you know, changing the first three, ocean, mind and body, they're more long-term investments for your surfing. Would you sort of look at that way as well? Definitely. So a surfboard is a liability. As soon as you take it out of the shop and you put your first bit of wax and your first <laughs> pressure ding goes on it, it devalues by like 50%. Yeah. Like definitely. Yeah. Um, whereby if you invest in your body, you have to then use it or you lose it. But if you invest in your knowledge, you can build on that wisdom for the rest of your life. Yeah. And it's often... Knowledge is like stepping stones. You learn something, you then see the next stepping stone where people don't invest in that knowledge. Well, I can't say that because that knowledge has been held back for reasons that I explained earlier. Um, If everyone had the same knowledge, everyone's going to get waves and you're not going to get waves. So then being smarter is going to get you more waves. You're going to have more fun. You're going to be the man. Mm. And that, that's that's big in, <laughs> like egos in surfing has always been a big thing. Yeah, for sure. Because then you're cool. Yeah. So. Um, I still don't know what that's like, but yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so the first thing that we did in Ombi is we provide knowledge to people. Because just because you know something doesn't mean that you can do it. If you know the rules of tennis, it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to play shots and be able to do it. Then there comes the actual physical part of making mistakes, being able to self-correct your mistakes, and then getting reps in. So as a coach, this is something that, that really shits me. <laughs> Sorry for the no, for, please. For, for saying this, but it, it's true. Yeah. There's that saying that practice makes perfect. And I see people riding surf skates on the street practicing bad technique and then they think they're ripping but then they go in the water and that bad technique just shines so practice doesn't make perfect perfect practice makes perfect so when you do something correct you need to go and do it correct again and again and again and again reinforce that so you reinforce that and then when you go into the water that will shine through um, now, the problem is because of the lack of education, people don't know what's good practices from what's bad practices. So therefore, they could be reinforcing the wrong, the wrong thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. So therefore, in the OMBI, we try to deliver correct information. Yeah. Um, and often it goes against the, the mainstream media thinking because if everyone thinks it's a certain way and then suddenly you go, no, actually, it's, it's this way, 
um, you catch a lot of feedback and flack and all that kind of stuff, which I don't care about it. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Look, I feel like we could talk about that for a very long time, but um, that is the 10 minutes. So that's a great summary of Ombi. And if people do want more information, um, jump into the Ombi community. I think what you guys have built, um, not just online, but in person here as well is incredible. Yeah, so, so we developed a, a Facebook group called Surf Hacks. And the nice thing about Surf Hacks is that there's, there's no judgment. It's kind of like everyone's here to learn. And um, if anybody says anything bad, they get kicked out of Surf Hacks. So basically, um, the, there was a movie, and on that one movie, there's that thing called Pay It Forward. So if you've learned something, um, you almost want to pass that knowledge on as opposed to it being held back. So on Surf Hacks, you could post a video of yourself surfing, and you'll get like 20, 30 comments of people passing knowledge on, like try this next, try that next. So it's a really good, safe environment to post stuff to actually get the community passing on knowledge because we believe that inside of the community there's somebody who knows something that you don't know and um, it's a great place to go learn that's fantastic great learning environment and on top of that the best way to learn something is to teach it as well so having those videos there and you trying to analyze other people's performance i think that's fantastic so well even if you don't know something someone might say something that you then learn and then yeah. you can go and take it into the water and try it Absolutely. Clay, thank you very much for your time today, mate, and thanks for your knowledge on today's topic. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in, Legends, and we will catch up with you next week to answer more of your questions. Sweet. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Flow Performance Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the chat and found loads of value that you can use to fuel more flow state in your life. If you did enjoy the content and want to support the podcast, don't forget to give it a five-star rating, leave a review, or even better, share it to a mate, post it up on your Instagram story, and tag Flow Performance Podcast. We really do appreciate any support in getting this content out into the world. So thanks again for tuning in, and we will catch you again next week.